Stephen A. Marshall, average kid growing up. He converts to Christianity and goes on a killing spree with over 30 names found on a public sex offender registry. Find out more on today's episode of Clapped by Fire. Hello, I'm Kai Maxwell, your host, and you're listening to the Clap by Fire podcast. With listening to today's episode and would like to see some pictures about today's episode, hop on to our Instagram page. The handle is Clap by Fire podcast if you'd like to support the show and remember to follow, like, and share. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and Audible. Oh, woke up this morning feeling uh, extra good. Um, just flipping through the news, and I, I ran across a story. It's freaking crazy. So when I was sipping on my sweet heaven, Reese's Pieces flavored cup of joe. Hell yeah. I read about this lady in Utah, a woman who's being charged with the murder of her husband. Back in May of 2022, a woman's husband was acting completely fine. Then he fell over and passed out. And then, you know, passed away. They found out that he had consumed five times the amount of fentanyl, causing him to overdose and die. The woman severely mourned his death and even wrote some children's books. A year later, new evidence came forward. Um, Some text messages where she was asking friends and acquaintances if she could buy some prescription pills from them. Some of the texts were asking how powerful they are, and she wanted the strongest thing that she could get. She has been arrested and is booked in the county jail on murder charges of killing her husband. Pretty crazy story. Um, As it is in Utah, this podcast is hosted in northern Utah. So just hearing stories like this and knowing that this kind of stuff's still out there, uh, it's pretty freaking crazy. But that's, uh, that's what I read this morning when I was uh, sipping on my cup of joe. I've got a absolute crazy story today. Um, it's been on the back burner uh, on the list, and today we're finally going to knock it out. Hope you guys enjoy, and we will jump right in. Let's start our story by jumping into the space rocket, the Clapmobile, the time machine, and fly, drive, teleport down this timeline. Stephen A. Marshall was born in Fort Worth, Texas on August 9th, 1948. Creepy fact about Stephen, if you don't put the middle initial A uh, and just type in Stephen Marshall, you'll come up with a serial killer. Is that a coincidence that there's two killers in history that have literally the exact same name? Almost. Different middle names, but same first and last name. Absolutely crazy. Doing the research on this guy multiple times, I had to make sure that I put the flipping A initial for his middle name because it kept on pulling me to information about this other serial killer. Other guy's much older. Stefan was much younger. Uh, both killed people, but uh, like I said, it's the exact same name. Just have to make sure you put that little A initial for Stephen A. Marshall. That's who we are talking about today. This is his story. Back to our timeline. 
not too much about early childhood. All we know that he was pretty normal kid. His parents on July 10th, 19 are <clears throat> pretty, uh, you know, pretty average kid. So his parents. So uh, he's known for being a pretty normal average kid. Uh, both of his parents had crazy jobs that caused them to uh, move around a lot. Um, and as a kid, moving around to different schools, constantly being the new kid in school can be pretty challenging. Kind of gives you a new identity. You kind of get this constant new fresh start, but it, it sucks. You make friends, then you leave. You're bullied by a kid, and then you end up just leaving and uh, can kind of create an identity crisis. So Stefan's parents, Steven, Stefan, uh, constantly moving around, and they made some pretty big moves. So he was born in Texas. In 1988, his parents moved to Captain Breton, Nova Scotia. And his parents ended up divorcing in 1996. The dad moved to cul-de-sac, Idaho. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but when I hear the word cul-de-sac, I think of a cul-de-sac. This is spelled C-U-L-D-E-S-A-S. I mean, S-A-C. So, you know, cul-de-sac, Idaho. That's just the name of the city, okay? Or, or not even the city, the town. I uh, did a little research on this little town. It is in the middle of nowhere. The census from uh, 2010 uh, only recorded population of 380 people. So uh, pretty small town in the middle of nowhere. Parents divorce. Dad moves to Idaho. Stefan follows his father. Must have been a daddy's boy. Moving to this town in the middle of nowhere. And this is where we start seeing some definite red flags in Stephen's, Stephen, Steve, I'm so sorry, Stephen's life. He's only 15 years old at this time. He's been moving all over the country in the middle of nowhere. And uh, if you live in the middle of nowhere, the redneck lifestyle is pretty common. Um, you don't got Wi-Fi, TV to watch. What do you do? You go outside, shoot guns, ride four-wheelers, go fishing, just do some fun stuff. And like I said, in the population of 380, probably wasn't any stores to go visit, any arcades. Um, probably just wasn't a lot to do as a kid except for just play outside all day. Like I said, this is where some red flags started to happen. In 2001, two young children got into a fight uh, in front of Stefan's house. So what does he do? He ran inside and loaded an AR-15 and ran back outside and told the kids to break it up. Holy shit, Stefan. You're only 15 years old and what are you doing with an AR-15, dude? You're 15. Maybe this time he started having some weird sick fantasies uh, or maybe he just liked guns. I don't know. I cannot see a 15-year-old... Uh, yeah, that's just absolutely crazy to me. I would shit my pants. The police were immediately called. Stefan was charged with aggravated assault. He appeared in court and wrote the judge a five-page paper um, about gun violence among teenagers and was placed on six-month probation. <laughs> Yo, Mom, me and, me and Jimmy, we were, we were walking home from school, and uh, Jimmy, you know pushed me into this mud puddle because it was funny. And and not even five minutes later, uh, 
You know, Stefan showed up with a, a freaking AR, Mom. And he told us he'd kill us if we didn't stop. Holy shit, I'm scared. Yeah, I'd be too. No shit, Stefan. Calm the fuck down, dude. You're only 15. <laughs> Stephen's dad, uh, for, for work reasons, uh, then moved to Arizona and then Maine. I'm guessing Stephen's dad having kind of enough with his 15-year-old kid, uh, getting a record at a young age. He's having a hard time with the boy. So uh, sends him back to mom. And uh, he doesn't last there long either. Ends up uh, not getting in trouble, not doing anything crazy. Um, he 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 moved in with the, his mom uh, in the summer of 2003 in uh, Camp Brenton. Lives with her for a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Just can't take it anymore. Ends up moving in with his half-sister back in the state of Arizona. If you could describe Stefan, the dude is a ping pong ball. Literally going everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Texas, Maine, Idaho, Arizona. At such a young age, like you go to the desert where it's bloody hot. And then you go to Maine where it freaking rains. And I've, I've been to Maine. I have an aunt that lives there. And literally mold is a, or not mold, uh, moss is a contagious weed. It literally is everywhere. It's on every building, every curb. The air is very dense. It's like you're breathing a cloud. And then what do you do? You move out to Idaho, back in the desert again. There is snow, rain in Idaho, but just so different. And like, like I said, just being the kid at school, I'm sure he was extremely quiet. Um... You know, like I said, you go in, you try to make friends, you either make, it's either you make or break, and it doesn't matter because you're moving in a few months anyways. Steven goes back with his mom, like I said, was not working out with her. So Steven moves in with his half-sister in Arizona where he uh, ends up graduating from high school. And then what does he do after high school? (laughs) Goes back to mom's house. And when he's at his mom's house, he finds something that uh, is extremely disturbing to him. Stephen finds out that one of his friends in high school from Arizona is charged with having sex with an underage girl. Chance Coombs is charged with sexual assault with a minor. (laughs) If your last name was Coombs, C-O-O-M-B-E-S, Coombs, Coombs, you were bullied in school. (laughs) Hey, Coombs, pass me the ball, dude. <laughs> so he graduated high school, moves back with his mom, and uh, Stefan starts having some hardcore depression. He's not happy, doesn't want to do anything. Uh, as he gets a little bit older, uh, Stephen starts going to a psychiatrist. Uh, starts seeing him, you know, twice a week for depression, and um, he goes to two meetings and cancels the third one. Does not attend his third meeting. I believe uh, doing the research on the stories of the time in his life when uh, starts having some definite mental health issues. In 2005, he moves into an apartment with a roommate. Some roommates. Friendly, nice guy, fun to hang out with. And uh, just over time, just starts acting really, really weird. 
uh, just starts being antisocial, not talking to everyone. Um, like I said, when he moved in, he's this happy kid. Then they just start saying that he just wants to be left alone, doesn't want to do anything, doesn't want to talk to anyone. And he just starts acting super weird, just not responding to phone calls, not talking to anyone, and uh, just, just kind of falls off the face of the planet. In 2006, Stefan's mom is worried about him, and she takes Stefan to church because homeboy needs Jesus, and he meets Pastor Kevin Matt Atoll. <laughs> this dude must have been Matt a freaking tall. Probably was bullied in high school for his name also. A couple guys playing basketball. Yo, Pastor Matt Atoll, pass the ball. <laughs> Dunk that shit, bro. Come on, dude. We should have <laughs> won that game. My hands are the Lord's. They do the they uh they 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 work not for the ball, dude. Sister Farms was freaking dunking on you, fool. Nah, JK. <laughs> Pastor Kevin Matt Atoll. That's literally his last name. Like I said, most likely bullied in school. We got a Macumbes or Cumbes Combes and a Matt Atoll. So uh, <clears throat> Stephen does what his mom wants and uh, accepts Jesus and is baptized and starts going to church. Seven started posting stuff online, uh, you know, pictures of Jesus and uh, pictures of guns. America, fuck yeah! America, fuck yeah! Na 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 Jesus and guns. What, uh, what does no, uh, not everyone, not just kidding, never mind. <clears throat> on April 11th, 2006, this is where some red flags, definitely some strange stuff starts happening. Stefan withdrew $500 from his bank account, leaving about $200 still in his account. Tells his roommates goodbye, and he leaves. On April 13th, 2006, Stefan's father, who had been expecting him to come see him, Stefan calls him to pick him up, and they drive him to his house in Holton, Maine. And uh, when all of a sudden you just get up and leave, uh, Stefan's job at the time calls him. He was a dishwasher. Asks why he didn't show up to work. Where has he been? He pretty much just ghosts them. Just, uh, you know... You know those people that like show up to work every day, do their job, they're quiet, and all of a sudden they just disappear? Yeah, that was Stefan. Just disappeared, didn't give two weeks notice, didn't give shit. Uh, obviously still struggling with some mental health issues. So they call him, they leave him a voicemail on his cell phone. Stephen does not reply or ever call them back. There's also so somewhere some weird stuff starts happening. Um, Stephen goes to his bank account. He withdraws $500 from his bank account, leaving only about $200 in. Um, they see that he makes some purchases at some gun stores, and uh, we can only imagine what happens next. So this is where the story is going to take a turn. Like I said, little recap. Young boy, average life, moving around a lot, had a crazy thing happen to him in Idaho with an AR-15, uh, bouncing around, 
lives with his sister, lives with mom, dad, just not happy, depression, uh, just, just leaves his job, dips his roommates, uh, just withdraws a bunch of money, buys, you know, buys guns, yada, yada. On April 16th, 2006, early in the morning, Stephen leaves Holton and his father's pick-em-up truck with three guns and his laptop computer. The guns, a Ruger handgun, Colt 45 semi-automatic handgun, .223 Colt Sport semi-automatic rifle, AR-15 assault style. At 3 o'clock in the morning on April 16th, Stephen knocks on Joseph Gray's home in Milo, Maine, and shoots him, killing him instantly. The guy was laying on his couch, uh, sleeping, and the TV was going at the time, uh, apparently playing a crime show. The irony there. Joseph Gray was 54 years old. And uh, he had been charged with raping a child under the age of 14 years old. And he was on a sex offender website, local sex offender website. About 80 miles away at 8.15 in the morning, Stephen knocks on William Elliott's home and shoots him, killing him instantly. Uh, As he is fleeing the house, he runs out, jumps in his dad's pick him up truck and uh William's girlfriend at the time she runs out and she's able to take a picture of the license plate before Stefan is able to flee the crime scene William Ellett uh at 24 years old was charged with a statutory rape of a 16 year old uh that apparently was his girlfriend at the time William was also on a registered sex offender list, uh, lived about 80 miles from Joseph Gray, and uh, yeah, so that's how they are able to connect the two. So like I said, William's girlfriend at the time takes a picture of the pickup truck's license plate. The police are then immediately called, and Stevens, or not Steve, so sorry, William Elliott's girlfriend tells him the police... Uh, tell, the, tell the police the license plate number, um, say that some dude just came knocked on the door, gives him a description, and says that uh, he was murdered in cold blood, just opened the door, and was shot down. <clears throat> so Stephen flees, and uh, no one knows where he is. The news, uh, you know, they run to the house, they find this guy killed, they start putting out information on the TV and the news that there's an active shooter in the area. Steven's parents, uh, they soon learn of what's going on. They, they learn on the news that there is this uh, pick-em-up truck that matches uh, Stefan's dad's description. And, uh, you know, parents are kind of freaking out. I don't know how I would feel if I sat down and turned on the news and what was going on was my truck, or that was my kid doing that. I would f- be freaking the hell out. So <clears throat> a police officer is flying by, finds the truck that matches the description. It is at a bus stop. And uh, they get out, and they go to to get on the bus, and there's a bunch of people on the bus. And when they get on the bus... 
Steven, he's on board, and it's a very crowded bus. Like, there's not just a couple people on there. Like, it was jam-freaking-packed. And uh, when police enter the bus, this is a uh, discretion warning. This part is going to be getting very graphic. So if you don't like graphic things, uh, please skip over this real fast. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a second to do that if you want to. Okay, now I'm going to continue on and tell you what happened. Police board the bus. And Stefan, he's on the bus, and uh, when police approach him, he pulls out his Colt 45, sticks it to his head, and takes his own life, giving his head a major casualty wound, like blowing chunks and splattering blood all around the people next to him. So if you can imagine... Uh, you know, you're just, uh, hey, honey, I'm, I'm going on a business trip. I'm going to be running down to, uh, to, to New York for a job. I'm going to be gone for a night. Uh, you go get on a bus, and then all of a sudden the police board the bus, and some kid that's sitting by you pulls out a gun, 45 Colt, shoots himself in the head. And uh, not only do you witness that, but you now, you now have a six, uh, uh, sticky substance on your face as blood splatters everywhere, and chunks of this dude's skull... Uh, just go flying around, splattering everyone that was sitting next to him. So he ends up taking his own life. <clears throat> Pretty freaking crazy. I would definitely need some counseling after that if that happened to me. So uh, Stefan is immediately taken to the Boston Medical Center where he is pronounced dead. No shit. If you shoot yourself with a forty-five <coughs> from point blank... I would assume so. Uh, so Stephen was carrying a backpack with him at the time. So he's taking the Boston Medical Center, um, pronounced dead. And uh, police search his backpack. And uh, what they find in the backpack, um, just kind of like some survival stuff. Um, there was a laptop in his his backpack. Also, you know, some ammunition. And uh, police get on and they start investigating this laptop. And what they find is that Stephen had been visiting these um, sex offender registry websites. And the one in his local area, there was 34 listings on it. And uh, they found that Stephen had taken down the information of 29 people and their address. So they come to the conclusion that Stephen, uh, you know, obviously planned this out. He got on this website, you know, planned out a killing spree that he was going to do based on the people on this website, this sex offender registry. So like I said, the registry had 34 people. He ended up mapping out a trail, and he wrote down 29 people of the address. They had also discovered on his laptop that he had visited four homes before he had gotten onto the bus. So he had visited four different houses Two of the houses, he ended up killing the people um, in cold blood, shooting Gray on the couch, and uh, Elliot is he answered the door. And uh, the other two houses, uh, no one was home. So he visited four houses, killed two of them. The other two people were not home. They also found some pretty disturbing, uh, disturbing like propaganda stuff on uh, 
Stefan's laptop. They found a lot of pictures uh, like promoting Christianity, pictures of Jesus. And uh, they also found a picture of Jesus holding an AR-style rifle and knocking on a door. So, did Stephen take his, I don't know, love of firearms and combine that with Christianity? Um, apparently, they found some information that he'd also written down on his laptop where he talked about that pedophiles were the scum of the earth and it was his job to do the Lord's work and cleanse the earth of this scum. Was Stephen born with mental illness that over time just weared on him enough that he just broke? Or do you think he was bred? Like you said, Stephen at a very young age, bouncing around, moving all over the country, Texas, Maine, uh, Idaho, Arizona, constantly moving around. This caused him to have, you know, problems growing up. And and did he uh, or 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 just uh, was he just born with a mental illness? Didn't have empathy. He did want to join the army, but uh, when he wanted to join the army, when he turned eighteen, they denied him because he had severe asthma. This led to like a lot of depression. So he was having depression. Obviously, thought it was an issue as to go and see a doctor. Like I said, he went to two visits and did not go to his third visit. Um, so was Stefan doing the Lord's work or was he just a cold-blooded killer that was suffering from severe mental illness? If you look at uh, pictures of Stefan H. Marshall, kid looks like just an average, like like just an average kid. Looks like it kind of has like the hickish vibe. Um, he looks extremely young. Does not look like the type of person that would go around and go on a killing spree and killing people on a <clears throat> a local sex offender list. Was it right what he did or was it wrong? And like I said, does not look like a cold-blooded killer. Looks like an average kid. When I very first looked at the picture, I thought the kid was still a teen. He, he looks like he's like 16 maybe. And he committed these crimes when he was 20. <laughs> <clears throat> we will uh, we will now jump out of this timeline. Stephen A. Marshall, on April 16th, 2006, went on a killing spree, trying to kill 29 different people found on a local sex offender list. He ended up murdering and killing Joseph Gray and William Elliott right in their homes where they lived. He later, when confronted on a bus... Um, Inflicted a large blow to his head uh, with a handgun, a Colt 45, um, causing him to commit suicide and to no longer uh, a large a large hedge trauma that that, that that killed him. Stephen Marshall had a sex offender list, or Stephen Mar A Marshall, the sex offender list killer, has been clapped. It's a pretty crazy story. Um, I know these stories are a little bit shorter. I definitely am trying to push for an hour, but just how things are going right now, I just don't really have all the time in the world to uh, be prepping these big, long stories. Um, so that is your story for today. 
Stefan A. Marshall has been clapped. Hope you guys enjoy, and we will see you guys next week. Peace!